This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. And you'll win tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 12th caller right now, 855-340-ZONE. It is a win ticket Wednesday, and if you're the 12th caller, you're going to see the Black Crows. The Black Crows, Chris and Rich Robinson, reunite for a 30-year anniversary celebration of their landmark quintuple platinum album, Shake Your Moneymaker. They're uh, doing a 2020 world tour. See them play the album in its entirety, plus all the hits when they come to USANA Amphitheater Tuesday, September 1st. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com or simply be the 12th caller right now. 855-340-ZONE. All right, we're live at a homey home. Come see us, 11067 South Gresham Drive. We're here at, um, uh, we're, we're out in South Jordan, Gordon. We're at Daybreak. Come see us. Very easy to get to. Uh, Johnny Lightfoot has come up with um, five more jazz tickets for the game against the Spurs. Um on Friday, and in fact, so we'll do one three-pack and one pair, and they're courtesy of our friends at the Ford Fan Zone. In fact, they are Ford Fan Zone tickets, so they're coming with uh, all-you-can-eat goodies. Indeed. So come grab them. Uh, we also have jazz gear for you, as well as uh, find out what Homie can do for you, homie.com. Um, some breaking BYU news uh, today, Gordon. Um, and, and maybe you know a little bit more about this than I do, but they've up updated some of the church's uh, material, their, uh, I guess, church educational material throughout the entire church. But as a result, BYU has reacted with some changes to the honor code. And there's a few of them, but the the one that's kind of making the most news today is they've adjusted their um, policy when it comes to same-sex interaction. Yeah, and I want to I want to say that we're not going to get too graphic in this segment. So if you're or if you're, or quote in quotes homosexual behavior, right, 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 and and we public. don't need to go through all the the details, but but and essentially it it makes it so you can um, express those things publicly, but the standard of no premarital sex still applies. And the church's definition of marriage is between a man and a woman. Right. So the update is they're softening the stance, but that overall policy re- remains. Am I, am I making sense? I think so. Uh, they, As far as uh, pertaining to the part, part that you referenced there, the, the Tribune quoted a, uh, a student who called the Honor Code office uh, and to ask about the change in the language. And uh, according to the student, the honor code office counselor said, this is uh, her quoting the counselor, quote, gay dating is okay, kissing and hand holding. However, uh, apparently there has since been uh, some uh, additional uh, language that has come out uh, from BYU officials who said on Twitter that there had been, quote, some miscommunication as to what the honor code changes mean. Uh, this is a quote that is in the Tribune. 
even though we have removed the more prescriptive language, the principles of the honor code remain the same. The tweets read, the honor code office will handle questions that arise on a case-by-case basis. For example, since dating means different things to different people, the honor code office will work with students individually. So, eh. Uh, Before, the honor code had uh, banned, quote, all forms of physical intimacy that give expression to homosexual feelings. And that language has been taken out. How would Chester define dating? I don't know, man. Even Chester doesn't know. Even Chester doesn't know the the definition of that word? Well, what's dating? I mean, uh, obviously... Uh, sexual relations of any kind at BYU are are that's against the honor code, right? Actual physical sex, primarily, and, right? And so that isn't going to change down there. They're not going to change that, you know. So, so what uh, what does that mean for people that they can, you know, do the same things that heterosexual couples can do before marriage and not be penalized for that? I mean, because if you're if you're a guy, if you're a football player at BYU and you have a girlfriend and you're walking across campus and she reaches over and kisses you, no one's going to say anything to you about that. So if you're a, a football player at BYU and you're walking with one of your guy friends and he leans over and kisses you, well then is anybody going to say anything about that? It sounds like that's going to be okay. Apparently, uh, some students have reacted by sending out pictures of them uh, being warm to one another on uh, on campus. Being warm? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Um, here's the thing, Gordon, and, and I'm not going to comment on the policy one way or another because I, I don't think my opinion matters on that. However, I, I will say what I think the, the sports kind of aspect of this, I think if BYU is going to get into a Power 5 league, I think that this type of thing could stand in the way. And we started to see that a little bit the last time the Big 12 was considering expanding. There was some movement on some different campuses demonstrating to be anti-BYU because of some of these policies. Right. And I think, you know, acad- the academic community, it's, it's certainly a different world, especially in a league like the Pac-12. But in other, I mean, we're talking about what tend to be more liberal uh, higher learning institutions. And so uh, with younger people who as a demographic tend to be a little more liberal, a lot more liberal on these sorts of things. And I think that this is and was going to be a serious I- issue for BYU to be included in a Power 5 league. And I think by softening its policy on this, I think is a step in the right direction. I don't know what the threshold of satisfaction would be. I right. have no idea. Yeah. But if they're going to get into a, a bigger league and this issue comes up, I would imagine it's to BYU's advantage to be able to point at changes right. like this and say – we're working on it. Yes. We're we're trying to be more inclusive and changing the way we've done things for a long time. And and not just for sports reasons, but hopefully they think this is the right direction that their university should be going in. But I do think it could have a sports ramification right. if that expansion comes up again. Yeah, I think it's good for the church. I think it's good for BYU for all the reasons you just talked about. So... We'll see where it goes from here and if there is clarification uh, moving forward. But uh, I, I don't know. We don't know at this point whether it's going to be 
laid out in further detail or not, but any kind of softening that you get that makes it more inclusive, then I think uh, that you'll get a positive reaction from outsiders on it. I would it. agree. I, I would agree. And I want to see, Gordon, my stance on this has not changed since the day that uh, the Orange Bloods Twitter account faked me out in announcing that BYU was going to the Big 12. And actually, you and I were doing the show together at the time, and I remember you were on vacation because Todd Christensen, of all people, was filling in for you and doing the show. But it was the day that the Utah News... May he rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And actually, I'll, I'll always remember that, that little run of shows very, very fondly. Um, because it, it was so memorable. The Utah News that they were going to the Pac-12 broke. And then, I can't remember what it was. It was maybe a half hour later, something like that. The very same Twitter account. Remember that orangebloods.com? It was the Texas... You know, uh, kind of Texas was driving the engine in that whole thing, and it was a, a reporter who was dialed in down there, and they were hacked. And it said that Air Force and BYU were going to the Big 12, and it was up for like eight minutes or something crazy like that. But for that eight minutes, it was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to have the Pac-12 on one side of town and the Big 12 on the other. That is the college football fans' absolute dream yeah. for the Wasatch Front. And I have wished so badly that that would happen and i still do because i think from our standpoint gordon we cover sports i mean it would be unbelievable but i i think byu you know as an accomplished sports program and football team i I want that for them and to have something like this stand in the way of that would be unfortunate and so i want to see them included in these leagues and again we're we're talking about the sports side of it because that's you know where our opinion i i hope is is properly directed but I want to see them get into the Big 12. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would love to see them get into the Pac-12. I, I wish they were in the Pac-12 instead of Colorado because that doesn't make any sense, and Colorado stinks. So it I, would be, I it want would be, that to happen eventually. Yeah, in the best interest of sports fans in this state, it, it definitely is there. And I don't so, like independence. I don't. I yeah. want to see them in a league, and you know what? This upcoming year with these great games, that is going to be fun. I don't want to totally discount that, but I want to see them in a league. And I want to see him in a big-time league. I want to see him playing for a league championship. Well, if you polled BYU fans, they would they would all concur with you. Oh, that. yeah, 99 out of 100. In a P5 league? Are yeah. you kidding me? So, yeah, so we'll see uh, and where this leads and what effect it might have. I, I don't know. Uh, but if BYU were to get into a P5 league, I would foresee it undergoing some of the same – uh, transformation, transformation issues that Utah went through going into the Pac-12. It would take some time for BYU to catch up. They're not going to go into a conference if they ever do get invited and just dominate right off the bat. Everybody knows that. They're going to struggle for a while. Their recruiting would increase. And if they make the honor code a little more tolerable, for lack of a better word, uh, then I think that they could uh, they could really make some hay. Now I read a story earlier today about uh, various schools who claim that they are held at a disadvantage because their academic standards are high, and that caught my attention in a hurry because isn't that what a lot of people have said about BYU through recent years? That it's very difficult to get in there, and. In talking with Hans yesterday, he he indicated that there is progress being made there. And I, I saw a quote from, who was it now? I think it was, 
I think it was a president of a Big Ten school, and he was essentially saying there is nothing wrong with an institution of higher learning as a football team allowing students in with exceptions that don't necessarily have the same test scores or GPA that your average student at that school has. And it was an interesting comparison because he said, if you're going to have an orchestra on campus, you don't want necessarily a a 3.999 student. You want a really good violin player. Right? And if that violin player isn't a 3.999 student, so what? They can really play the fiddle. Let a lot of men. And I thought that was a really interesting point of view for, and this is coming from a school president, and I, I agree with him. And I think that, but he also said if you use it as an excuse, then you're, you're kind of fibbing a little bit. So I, I don't know. There are some pretty high-standard institutions out there that do pretty well in football. So, Well, I, I think athletics contribute a lot to a university. That's why I, unlike you, want to see the, the marriage between education and athletics continue on and that, you know, athletes are getting a lot more out of it than just, you know, their stipends and scholarships because I, I think that it's all intertwined. Jake, uh, Jake, exactly. It is intertwined, and that's why it, you don't ha- it doesn't have to be either or. You could make it uh, a little more lucrative for students, for athletes who are pouring a whole lot of time and effort into their sport to the benefit of the school monetarily to also – Focus on their education. I'm just surprised you agree with that. That's all. I I think that athletics is and and the school part of it should go hand in hand. And I think there's value in that. That uh, the athletics. When did I ever say anything uh, against that? Because you're, they're just mercenaries. No, to be no, paid no, millions. no, no. Uh, and and that's fine that you believe that. I just think that's, you're, that's I just not think, what I said. I just think you're wrong. Uh, so I do think that valued con- uh, contribution to athletics should be taken into account when it comes to things like graduate programs but i do you know have sympathy for graduate programs who have a job to do there too they need to have students be uh scholastically capable of getting through those programs and you you have to find uh you know you have to find a a a marriage between the two but um you you know Devontae henry cole got into grad school down there uh, and he was able to transfer okay for him let me say it this way jake that you can take school a and have your athletes have terrific GPAs because of the support they get and the classes they take. And you can have school B where they don't get that same support and uh, the classes are really difficult and they struggle. That that happens a lot. But in in school B's case, if you have the support in place to help those student athletes, those athletes, Make their way through their courses that they're capable of, uh, of, 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 you know, passing, then what's wrong with that? Okay, so let me see if I can pick up what you're putting down here. So if they have tutors do the work for them, <laughs> then uh, did I then, say that? Then they're going to make it. Uh, that, no, I did that not is say essentially that. Essentially, what you That's said. Not exactly a what I said. Team B. Team A wins, <laughs> but Team B was really good at that time. 
See, a lot of people, and, and here's, the, here's the thing, a lot of people resent that support that you're talking about. Well, a yeah, lot of the I mean, academics, you see schools uh, locally and nationally that brag about their GPAs and all this stuff. Well, those, those athletes are getting help. And a lot of people resent that. That's my point. A lot of people down there say, yeah, why but are if they it's, getting this? But if it's, getting, if it's benefiting them ultimately, then what's the matter with them getting some help? You're, you're now, average. if they're taking the classes for them, now that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, but, but if there is a support system in place to help an athlete who has great demands on his time to be able to process what he's learning in his class, then I, I got no problem with that. I, I don't either. And, and I absolutely agree with you, but I'm just talking on the other side for a second because there are people like down, like like the dean of engineering down there says, <laughs> why should I let this guy in because he can catch a football when I have to tell Johnny Lightfoot, no thanks, and where Johnny Lightfoot is a far more capable engineering student. It, they don't see that value of athletics because it's not in their realm and they're not a football fan. But the same thing can be said of the school orchestra. You know, I mean, you bring somebody in who is very gifted in a certain area and then you take advantage of that gift and allow them to prosper with that school orchestra. Then what's it? Except for how many how many members of that orchestra are actually not music students? I don't know. I bet, don't, I bet, don't complicate I bet 99% of that orchestra are music majors, <laughs> and that's actually part of what they're doing as opposed to something just entirely on the side. So you're against having a football major? No, I think, yeah, I am against having a football major, actually. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I, I think there are things that can be that can be great benefits to people who may not be at the top of their class where they still can get an education, they still can advance their lives while they are also helping the university. Because when the football team is good, then there's more money that comes into the coffers for the school as a whole. And then uh, enrollment rates usually, or at least uh, you know, people who apply to get into that school usually go up after a, a successful football program. So, I mean, there are benefits to all. It, when that team is better. And if you're not letting certain athletes into the school to play football for it, then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I agree. But the lesson I'm taking from this segment is Gordon wants tutors to do the homework no. of the athletes. Just no, I was, I, I, I was, I may have been hinting at that, but obviously that's not the end goal. The end goal is for the student athlete to have an opportunity to learn and to get maybe some counseling along the way without the counselors taking the tests for them. Uh-huh. That's not what I got from you, but that's okay. <laughs> but how about, how about this? If you want one of those tutors that's going to hold your hand through the whole process of buying or selling a home, <laughs> homie.com is the direction that, uh, of, of course, you go. And uh, we're kind of joking, Johnny, but that's what you guys do. You'll, you'll see everybody through the entire process. In fact, like the entire process, if you want to go down the loans and insurance and, and all and the title, I mean, you guys can do it all. Yeah, I think, I think that's the most uh, confusing part that people typically trip over. They, they think it might just all be automated. We're just a software company. But in reality, we have, you know, we have a whole team of realtors. You get a dedicated agent to you. We have loan officers, title officers, uh, insurance representatives to really hold your hand and walk you through that entire process. We've been to your offices. We've yeah. seen these people in yeah. action. So they, they do exist. 
You're not just making this stuff up, Jim. They're, they're here. A few of them are here at this open house. Anyone wants to come meet them, you know. And we've met a lot of folks who were on the traditional realtor side of things that have kind of seen how it goes with Homie and come right over, and they're still yeah. doing their thing. Yeah. In fact, Katie, who's here, listened to you guys on the radio, heard heard me doing one of these with you and, and joined us, and she has great experience in the industry. and. We've been able to bring on really good people. I'll tell you what, that Katie, she's all right. You know, she's all right. No, Katie's awesome. In fact, uh, pretty much everybody we've met is is just great. And everybody, you know what's, I, I don't know what this means, but everybody seems happy. Have you noticed that, Johnny? Like everybody who works for Homie is in a good mood. You know, I, I think. Is I, it the water? That's what we're being told from the beginning seems like they're in a good mood. Well, I will say that Katie does seem like a cut above many of the others, a little smarter, a little quicker. Wow. Good job, Gordon. Yeah, good yeah, bloodline. Putting in a good it's, word for Katie. Good yeah. work. Yeah. And she, did you know that she and Gordon are related? That's what he told me. Yeah, yeah. of course. Good bloodlines. I noticed how you, you snuck that in there. Jeez. I'm just, you know, tell me when I'm wrong. I'm Gordon Monson. <laughs> but no, these wonderful people are here to help our listeners. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think beyond the service, the savings is incredible. The consistency of the experience—that's what we're working on. You know, we're we're continually improving every day. We're continuing to try to, you know, figure out new ways of making it just a, a better experience. So that's what we're dedicated to do. All right, find out what they can do for you at homie.com. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. All right, we'll have more of the big show coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone. As he went along his way When all at once a mighty herd of red-eyed cows Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 you Zone. Know, you know what this song reminds me of? What? My favorite album when I was a young kid. You told us when you were young you didn't like Johnny Cash. No, it was Lauren, Lauren Green. Oh, who ben, originally ben wrote this song? No, he just sang it and recorded it, and I loved it. I loved it for but some reason. But not Johnny's version. Well, no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really hear Johnny's version, but I heard Lauren Green's version, and I, I really liked it. You know, what? I like this song, and it reminds me of that. By the way, when I hear Johnny Cash sing, that reminds me of Joaquin Phoenix because he played him in the movie he so did. well. I mean, that was one of the best performances I've seen. He's he's a gifted actor. Sounded just like him. I don't know how they made that work, but he sounded just like him. And I love it that uh, Reese Witherspoon sounded and looks nothing like June <laughs> Carter. Like, not even slightly. No, not really. And yet she won the Best Actress, and Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix got snubbed. How does that happen? I don't know. Maybe it's because she improved upon the original? I mean, if that's really the the way you want to I look at I it. I don't but, know. But, Beats I me. mean, I didn't understand that whole thing. Like, if anything, give a, like, each of them one. But how does one get it and not the other? This is why the cookie crumbles sometimes, Jake. Purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $37 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. You know, Jake, we've been talking about college sports, college football, and, you know, the whole issue with studying and performing on the field and the university's role and all that sort of thing. So I wanted to get your thought on what looks like it's now just a mere formality 
that uh, the idea of having student athletes have be granted one transfer without penalty that's going to happen that is going to happen how are you feeling about that and your beloved ACC just came out and said they were for it and so what are you thinking oh man because you, you guys are teasing me off the air about being grumpy today and even when I'm in a good mood hate it hate it <laughs> how do you hate something hate like that it. you're un-american how am i un-american and by by the way you're still regulating how much they transfer so you're just putting the toe in the water and saying okay we'll give a little bit and it's a terrible idea that will have side effects that are no, unfortunate. oh man are you one of those guys who scream at the sky is falling no, I, okay, here's the thing. I like the grad transfer rule. I really like it. I like it that you have to earn a degree and then go wherever. I mean, because, again, the point of this is to be a student athlete. And people Jake, may not y'all, think you got your head in the sand, my friend. That's the point. That's, that's the so, idea. That's the point for some of the people, but it doesn't mean that you can't change it up and have just as good an experience educationally after a transfer. And this is just the soft next generation. Oh, uh, I can't oh, handle please. it. So I'm going to go somewhere else. In all honesty, like, and again, to bring Hans up, and this is why he's so good at what he does, he, he talked about his experience today as where he really benefited from sticking it out in BYU at BYU and facing some adversity and being able to per- persevere on the other side really helped shape him. And I, I think that, but that wait, is wait, but wait, that's not exclusive to somebody who finds himself in a circumstance that is not beneficial to him, where he does not necessarily feel comfortable. And so he improves his situation. He gets off his butt, gets up, moves to a different place and then thrives. What's the matter with that? Translation. I'm not getting enough playing. Not time. Necessarily. Yes, necessarily. There's other factors that's as well. It. There's relationships with coaches that may be successful and may not be someone else might be able to thrive in a different place. Plus, What's the matter about that? Who said, wasn't there a saying once at the, uh, okay, let me get this straight now. It's the weak give up, okay, the, the strong give up and move on. The weak give up and stay. Well, if you buy into that, then sure. What, you come up with a catchy ca- a catch? No, I didn't. It's not think, mine. Boy, I should just buy into that. No, I didn't. No. I, it's, it's from a Geico mine. commercial, isn't it, Henry? No, Seriously. I, but I think it is like from a movie. Some sort of trick. Uh, anyway, I have no problem with someone who signs on somewhere. And by the way, the school can kick you, can throw you out whenever the coach can run you off and all this stuff. But this gives. Uh, a, a conscientious student, an opportunity for change without punit, without being penalized, essentially, uh, and, and being able to to improve his circumstance. I, how can you have any problem and with that? Now and now, the recruiting process will oh, never man, stop. Come on, It'll Jake. never stop. It's a one-time thing. What's to prevent it's a one-time what's thing? What's to prevent Cam Newton's old man from saying, "Hey, give me half a million dollars and I'll sign with you," and then turn it around the next year and saying, "My services for my son are still open for business." Uh, you think that that may happen all the time? It may happen here yeah. and there, but I don't think it's no. going to be happening. Gonna, oh, in well, college will, basketball? Well, are if, you that, well if that's me? the case, then why are they where they were for, for, to begin with? They must have been paid to go there, too. But in this case, a year of eligibility, which essentially you'd lose, 
uh, if you don't have a red shirt, that is a deterrent. I, I don't th- I think I think that the benefits outweigh the, the, the negative. I, I really don't. At least make them earn their degree if they're going to go somewhere. That's the point. And what if, they get, what if a coach lies to a player, a recruit, tells them this, that, and the other, and they get there, and it's a whole different circumstance? Now they have an escape hatch, whereas before, if they did exercise their ability to escape through a hatch, now you be, get penalized for it. I, I just I, I don't see a problem there. There will be abuses. I, I'll grant you that. But I think the good is Oh, outweighs the bad. Oh, it's too hard. Good thing I can transfer. Not necessarily in oh, all cases, not, Jake. Wait, I'm you're not, describing a very a slice of it, but there I'm are not the star running back on day one. Oh, no, why did no. I? Why did I pick this school? It's so hard. Uh, come on, come on. Look at it this way, Jake. Maybe someone will go to a school where they think they're going to be a star, and then they they're not, and they transfer to Vodtech. There you go. I don't want that softy kicks on my football team that I root for. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you, know, did you, did you know what uh, Vortex's original mascot was? What? A turkey. Well, yeah, it still kind of is a turkey. It is? Yeah. What were they called? What was it called? I don't know. You tell me. Was it a gobbler or something? A gobbler, yeah. The when they Back when they were basically a military school. Now, I want you to pry open that closed mind of yours. And, closed mind. And, and, and see it for what it is. I'll grant you that there will be some abuses, but do you also see the benefits that are there for many individuals? Yeah, if you're not tough enough to play somewhere, you can go somewhere where it's easier. You're not joining the Marines. You're just picking a school when you're oh. 17 years old. Well, I think people should take that decision very seriously. Oh, hey, come on, man. Jordan, what's uh, the matter with working to get your degree to get that kind of flexibility? And what's, what's, the, matter and what's, and what's the matter with giving someone one opportunity gonna, to move somewhere else? It's going to turn it into the Wild West. Well, I don't, and there's I, never going to be an that, end. That's what some people say, but I think they're alarmed. That's going to happen. It's going to happen in some cases. It's not going to happen in most. We already have high school students that fake live. But, but somewhere I order. understand that. But it's difficult, Jake, to transfer. It's not easy. Let's it, say, it let's say you go somewhere and you start in on uh, your playing football and you got your classes going and whatnot. You meet friends. You get entrenched. But for whatever reason, let's say you have a bad relationship with your position coach and you want to go somewhere else, then you've got to uproot, and that's penalty enough in my mind. You've got to uproot everything and move to a different place, and then you can start again and maybe find happiness in that situation. What is the matter with that? Packing up your five possessions is so hard. What are you talking about? (laughs) You're, you're uprooting your life. You have friends there. You've developed relationships there. <laughs> you are something. You are something. You, else. Are, you are unbelievable. When did you turn into? You I, are, suddenly, you're a drill sergeant. I just think, Come on, softy, move your your lard butt out. I I think the consequences outweigh the benefits by a mile. No, by a mile. No, and, you're overreacting. You wait and see because this is going to happen. I know it. That's what I'm telling you. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, and it's, it's going to happen a zillion and it's gonna, and it's times gonna, a year. No, it's gonna, the, the, the policy is going to change. And then it will provide an opportunity for certain people who find themselves leaning against something that they don't want. Because that's exactly where college athletes need to be coddled more. 
Are you kidding? Oh, I, are you, me. You're are the you man jealous so you because you weren't a college athlete? I, I swear you want to punish these so kids. So now you want to take personal shots because you can't <laughs> argue with what I'm saying. I've already argued with it. You didn't hear it. Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up oh, next. We're man. live from a homey home, 11067 South Gresham Drive here in Daybreak. We still have some jazz gear for you to give away. Still have the U, uh, Utah basketball tickets, Utah USC on Sunday. We'll have more straight ahead, 97. 5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, hanging out at a homey home. Come on by and see us still a few minutes, 11067 South Gresh, uh, Gresham Drive, out here in Daybreak. Surprised by you. Just your whole take on this whole college transfer. You shouldn't be. I've been pro-student all the way from 25 years ago. I just remember when people used to tell me, oh, Gordon, he's some tough guy. Far from true. I'm tough when it comes to finding what's just. This first back-to-back for the Jazz, Friday, Saturday, two home games, Gordon, San Antonio, Houston. Yeah. What's your expectation there? I expect the Jazz to win. Both? Mm Mm-hmm. See, I think it'll be fascinating to come off San Antonio or you have to play hard to beat them. I know they're not in the playoff picture right now, but, you know, Jazz found that out a couple of weeks ago. You've got to play hard to beat them. And then you've got to play Houston, who's a wonky matchup. Okay. And, uh, okay, let me ask it this way. Let me put it this way. Uh, are the Jazz capable of winning these games? Yes. Are they playing on their home floor? Yes, both on uh, both games. Then they should win both. Second night of a back-to-back. I don't care. You know, they she should be plenty rested. All right, been hanging out in Cabo. You know, I mean, they they should be ready to go. I think that Houston game's gonna be hard. Well, I mean, Houston. But you saw what the Jazz did before the All Star yep. break. They handled that situation and should be able to do so. They're better than Houston. I think so too. And they're they're a mismatch for Houston, like Houston is a mismatch for the Jazz. But it's just such a. Difficult matchup. I mean, Rudy should have a field day against that team. I know, but see, the last time they played, they yeah. tried to force it, yeah. and it's, it's true, and it didn't work so well in the first half. So that is true. Um, it's just that switch everything defense, and then adding a player like Tamari Carroll, if he's got some gas left in the tank, he's the perfect player for them to add on the buyout market. Uh, a lot of people think Tamari is pretty well done. Is he spent? I don't know. I haven't watched I, I Damari this I'm year. Not, Who's sure got less but, left, Damari or Jeff Green? Well, we I saw Jeff Green, uh-huh. so I'm going to go with Jeff Green there. Uh, I think <laughs> I they haven't have, seen Damari up close, I think but they I'm going to go with Jeff share Green. That in common, but anyway, I, okay. That's that's a real side note. I am shocked Jeff Green was so bad. Yeah, for the Jazz this year. Remember then, when we and, talked to him during yeah. the off season? I mean, we were we were excited to see what he might be capable of doing, and and he uh, was not what we 
expected. Ed Davis either. Now I'll give Ed Davis a lot of credit for his attitude through all this because it's been really, really good. Yeah. So, I mean, he's from an integrity standpoint, all that we heard about Ed Davis when he got here, it seems to be pretty accurate. But I think we expected more production certainly out of him. He was the player we tabbed that was going to replace Favors and those backup Rudy moments that were so critical in previous years. And that certainly didn't, didn't happen. No. no. So, I mean, those are a couple of things that really – were unforeseen that went against the Jazz. But, yeah, I mean, Jeff Green was not just bad, but, like, worst player in the league bad when he was with the Jazz. Getting back to your original question, if the Jazz have designs on moving up to the second or third spot in the West, these are games. These are the kinds of games they have to win. Agree with that. I think you're right on the money. All right, we've been hanging out today at a homey home, having a lot of fun, and our friend Johnny uh, joins us once again. And, Johnny, we mentioned this earlier, but I love coming to all the different homey homes so we can – we've seen your team in action kind of in the main office behind the scenes a little bit, but it's fun to see, you know, folks who are are out here on the front lines making it happen. It's great. Yeah, I I love seeing these homes too. I mean, the views from this one in particular, they're gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah, this thing's I think, going to sell quickly. Yeah, it's in, you know what, the real estate market right now, people can can take advantage because it's really good around here. But that just means that you have more money to save by going with Homie. Yeah, yeah, we've been hammering the savings for such a long time. And with this recent study, we found that we're actually selling homes eight days faster and for more money and saving people all the money in commissions. So it's, we've been saying $10,000 for the longest time with you guys that that's what people will save. But, you know, selling faster and for more money, there's so much added value there. So that, that's been exciting to get that report. Well, and that's a lot of money to roll into whatever, really. But, I mean, roll into, let's say you, you sell for that flat, flat $1,500 and you save that money. That puts you in a different range maybe for the home that you're going to. Or maybe you renovate. Maybe you buy a fixer-upper and you pour that into a initial renovation. I mean, the, the, the possibilities are endless. They are endless. And, and these are the stories that we just share around the office. We love these. I shared this one with you guys, but a, a couple that sold with us, they also got a home loan with us and the money they saved – they did buy a new home. They did upgrade, but they also had money to pay for in vitro and they got pregnant. Mm. And so they shared a, a picture of their little boy, Calvin, that was born nine months later. And, you know, those are the things it's like, man, you know, this is making a real difference in people's lives. So Johnny's the godfather now. <laughs> he is indeed. <laughs> uh, no, but you helped. That's kind of, that's a great story. I love that story. I was just thinking to myself, though, I haven't seen Johnny for a little bit, and he has a large family. I wonder if he added one in the time I haven't seen you. How many kids are you up to now? On Valentine's Day, we found out we're having number eight. Oh, Stop it. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, congratulations, congratulations Johnny. That's amazing. <laughs> hey, we, we found something out right here. Yeah, right isn't that funny? Oh, congratulations. No. That's We're, great. She she got me. I thought she was getting me an Apple Watch, and I don't really care for gadgets. And I'm like, look, I don't need anything. And so she put an Apple Watch box. I opened it up, and it was the pregnancy test. No It way. was so creative. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Are you kidding? <laughs> so are you going for a good dozen? Uh, yeah, hey, I, I, want, I want some jazz players. You <laughs> yeah, know, that's right. what we're doing. You know, All so right. I, got, I got six boys and one girl. And, uh, yeah, I'm not You're sure. You're halfway to name. a team. Yeah, we're there. Yeah. We're close. <laughs> that's so amazing. Congratulations. That's, Thank you. That is terrific. So that's there so you funny go. that you asked that. I know. <laughs> Just on, like, Valentine's. That was last week. It was last week. Wow. Yeah. That's, that is amazing. Awesome. All right. We'll save some money with Homie and 
hey, you never know what you're going to do with that extra. <laughs> never know. Vitro is not cheap, I'll tell you what. And that's a, that's a great story. Well, Johnny, we can't thank you enough for having us out. Seriously, you've taken care of so many of our listeners, and we can't thank you enough. Hey, this is always fun. Thank you, guys. All right, homie.com. Check them out, homie.com. Uh, that is the world-famous Johnny. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to Homie uh, for having us out today. We've been at a Homie home, 11067 South Gresham Drive. And this is a beautiful house, but Homie, buying, selling, uh, loans, insurance, title. Gordon, Homie can help our listeners in so many different ways. Yeah, and like you said, the people we've met that are associated with Homie, you said it well. They seem happy. Uh, they're always in a good mood. Like, like they're doing good business and making customers uh, pleasing them. So it's uh, yeah, it's good all the That's way around. It's a good thing. So uh, big thanks to them. The only uh, grumpy one here is you. I haven't been grumpy today. I got back off my vacation. I've been feeling good. What are you talking about? Have I been grumpy? We, no, not really. But we, Hans and I were comparing notes yesterday about that day when you were. I mean, that was... That was a hellish Jake that day. Wow, I went, first of all, I wasn't that bad. Second of all, I have one grumpy day, and I can't live it down. I like know, but that was, I mean, Austin, you'll back me on this. That was, that was... Uh, oh, it was tough. Yeah, it was. It was Jake straight from hell. Yeah, it was. Jeez. Man. Am I wrong, Austin? Yes. No, here's, here's how it went. Uh, Hans said, hey, uh, Jake, I want to talk to you about the Damian Lillard uh, non-call. I don't want to talk about that. Why would I want to talk about that? <laughs> All right. Uh, what about the XFL? you have any opinion on that? Why would I watch the XFL? I don't want to talk about the XFL. That was that. And then I came in to do the show with you, and you were barking, spitting fire. And I wondered, you know, usually you're so pleasant. You know, Gordon, it wasn't me. It was you. And, and probably a little hands too. Yeah, See, you've learned. Yeah, right. You're blaming everybody else. I am blaming everybody else. Yeah, that is true. And did you notice it took one week for people to start complaining about how crappy the quarterback play in the XFL is? <laughs> I don't want to nobody talk about said that. it was nobody said it was perfect. Now people are watching and like, no, this isn't good. All right, going somewhere else. <sighs> all right, now yeah. with me, I didn't. It didn't even take me a week. I thought, you know what? Not going to watch that. Why That's would all. anybody That's all possibly care hands. about this? Right. It could be a developmental league, Jake. Yeah. It could help guys fulfill their dreams eventually. Gordon, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there are dozens, nay, hundreds of developmental leagues in various sports that I care nothing for. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you made that proclamation. <laughs> you know what? I can admit that, and apparently you can't. <laughs> no, I just, I don't have a, I may not cover it closely, but I have no problem with its existence, and you made it sound like it was an annoyance to all you. All I said is I don't have to watch nor care. And it was bothering me that people were, that's all. All right. Okay. Because when, when single-A hockey gets its due... <laughs> Then sure, I'll jump on board with with the XFL developmental league. Go, yay! Now, see, now you made me grumpy. I was in a good mood. What? I, actually, I blame Austin on that one. All right, all right, okay. I'll, I'll so just I'm just going to blame it... everybody around me for, okay. for making me grumpy. Well, but, I mean, know. okay. Then that, if that's what makes you happy, then keep doing it. You know what? I had a it's good... worked for you so far. Uh, really. And by the way, I don't know if that eye roll you just hit me with actually translated uh, well out onto the radio. Uh, but you know what? I 
I was looking forward to being back today, and you know what? I had a good time. We did the, have fun. This segment uh, aside, it's yeah. been a fun day. Yeah, I didn't mean to bring it down. Because, well, you did. Thank oh, you. I'm sorry. All right, uh, coming up on the AM side of things on 1280, we've got the Utah State-Wyoming game. What do you think? The Pokes have only won one conference game. You think they get off the mat tonight? No. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming up on uh, the FM side, we've got the Stars uh, game going on out at uh, SLCC. Sounds good to me. Stay tuned. Big thanks again to Homie. Uh, thanks to Austin for uh, doing a terrific job as usual. Thank you, Gordon. Thank you, Jake. And thanks to all our listeners. Uh, could not do it without you. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.